What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. everybody welcome to movie crush crush to judgment edition ctj <laughs> is that right yeah. yes that's right yeah noel and i in our traditional morning slots <laughs> <laughs> or as i like to call it the morning slog that's right the morning slog and this is our second um i guess i mean are we calling these reviews or just discussions They're musings you yeah. know in conversational form okay fair yeah. enough yeah so we both saw um Separately, I thought about like seeing a movie together at some point, but we I think, well, I don't know if we'd have. We got to save all the talk, though. You know, that's true. And the thought of you and I just walking silently from a movie theater after yeah. Infinity, we could talk Wars. about. No, that's what you did after that movie, though. Dude, that movie well, broke me. Talk about a gut punch. All Ooh. right, so this is the point where we say massive spoilers. We are going to talk about the whole of the of the film, mm-hmm. including the ending. So, yeah. if you have not seen it. Do not listen to this yet. No. Stop it right now. Yeah, seriously. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a movie that that ends um, with, a, with a big surprises, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah. Not what you'd expect from this type of, of, of picture. All right. So just setting up real quick. Avengers colon. Avengers? Avengers colon. Charlie Chapman. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Which, by the way, I was totally wrong. It's <laughs> good, man. Oh. It was one of those things where I was like, "There's no way I said Chapman." It was fun, though. <laughs> I, I like that. There's it's it's creating a conversation right. on the internet. I like that. <laughs> Avengers: colon, Infinity War, uh, obviously the Marvel comic MCU film, 
directed, well, now it's Walt Disney, of course, um, directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and starring all of Hollywood. Yep. Basically. Should we do a review on the first 18 movies in the series real quick, though, before we get... <laughs> just buzz through those. Just, no. All right, Iron Man 1. Okay. Tony Stark is born. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the movie opens up with... Uh, well, the movie opens up with a death, and that kind of set the tone that death would be a major player in this film. Yeah, the first scene's pretty heavy. Killed um, Loki. Yep, Loki gets it. After an act of her heroism... A sacrificial act, sure, which is cool. Not he's Loki-esque. Always, he's been kind of a prick in this uh, in this series. <laughs> That's a good way to yeah. say it. Yeah, and and you know, of course, we've seen Loki, and I think they even made a joke in the Mookie uh, in the Mookie in the movie about Loki has died before. Right? Didn't they say that? Yes. And I feel like I I, I may be there's one movie in the series I didn't see, which was the the Thor Dark world movie okay so maybe that happened in that movie that's the one that i feel like i missed it's hard for me to keep yeah, straight and I, i'm certainly not a uh i mean i've seen all of them but mm. i'm certainly not um I, I can't you know say well this movie had this this one had that it's been 10 years chuck since the first since this whole really crazy experiment began yeah iron man one yeah this movie very much had the feel of and i don't know i'm sure at some point they did this but it had the feel that they kind of had a grand plan from the very beginning mm-hmm. that all led up to this, what will be a two-part film. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that's one thing that blows me away, the precision of uh, planning, mm-hmm. that all the movies have to fit into this kind of big-picture grand scheme. Yeah. Um, and to coordinate all of that is a mind-boggling thing to me. Yeah, and uh, Scotty, my buddy and I, uh, you know uh, Scotty, mm-hmm. he, um, and for those of you listening, Scotty is my DP friend who sat in on the post-Oscars spectacular, or was it the pre? I think the post. Yeah, the post. And we were talking uh, after he saw it about um, just how great the MCU is. And even like, I mean, some are a little better than others. Even the worst Marvel movie is pretty good still Yeah, to me. Mm -hmm. I agree. What's, What's the worst to you? I don't know, man. I mean... That first Thor movie wasn't great. You're, you're right. That's true. Um, that one was a little meh. But, 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 I mean, there's still good movies. It's not like I walked out of that movie saying, like, oh, I didn't really enjoy that. No, it was still fun. It's, I mean, it's, it's like you said. I mean, there's really – there aren't bad ones. There are just less good ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. like Doctor Strange I would put on the lower half, but it's still a pretty good movie. I liked that one a lot. It was very psychedelic. I liked all the crazy yeah. time-shifty, you know, copying himself kind of imagery. He's a cool character. I'm a- he is, He is, and he shines in this. Um, but w- what we were talking about was really how genius it was to give all – to really take their time and give all of these – almost all the characters their own film. Mm-hmm. Certainly you didn't get like a – a Scarlet Witch movie or a, a Hawkeye movie, but um, most of the major players got their own film, so you really invest in these characters, whereas, talk about fucking it up, mm. DC is such a mess, mm. and they're behind, so I feel like they're like, oh, we, we need to make a, uh, uh, not Super Friends, but a uh, Justice League movie, mm-hmm. but <laughs> no one knows these other characters. So in Batman versus Superman, let me just have Wonder Woman just pop in a little jump drive of clips of Aquaman and Flash and 
Who is it? Cyborg. I didn't. Even, dude, I don't. I don't care one lick about those <laughs> movies. I have. Did I you see them. I know. I saw. I thought Wonder Woman was awesome. Yeah, Wonder that Woman was a was lot of fun. The only one that and, stands and out. well done, well acted, well written. But the rest of them are just a, a snooze, and they're just a bummer. Yeah. Not they're just I don't know something icky about them. I don't I don't like them. No, I agree, man. Just from the gray dark tones Mm. to the dark overtones, um, it's really just it's a big bummer. And in Superman versus Batman, they literally are like, well, we got to have a Justice League movie. So Wonder Woman pops in a a jump drive, and they're literally just little short clips of Flash doing his thing, Aquaman. I don't know, like peeking through a peephole underwater and then swimming away. And then Cyborg, and it's like, all right, well, those are the characters. That's all you get. And you don't end up caring about them as a result. Right. All right, so that is to say, just as the the opposite end of the spectrum, whereas Marvel has really done it right. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. They've done it right, and over time, most of these characters got several movies. Yeah, and, and within those movies, you get to meet some of the, the minor characters right. and still get invested in them. Yeah, So man. it's just genius. You really care about these people. Um all right, so at the beginning, Loki Loki dies, which, um, yeah, that whole scene, I mean, they get right to it right away. Yeah, and that's when he gives them the Tesseract, which I think was, is it the second stone? The whole deal is with, you know, Thanos, the Mad well, Titan the, the or space stone right. is in the Tesseract. Okay. So that that's how that worked out. Yes, yeah, but he doesn't have any stones yet at this point, right? This is like the first stone he's trying to get. I believe so. Maybe he only has one. Doesn't matter. The point is, he's trying to collect all these. Uh, what are they called? No, Infinity. he does. He has the power stone. That's right. You got that one in the previous. Movie. Yeah, and of course, I'm I'm reading this right now just because I don't want to get it wrong. But then he gets a space stone, and the whole plot of the movie is is that Thanos uh, has this this glove, and he wants to acquire all these stones to fill the glove and then have basically ultimate power. Yeah, there's the time stone, which allows him to manipulate time and space. Uh-huh. The uh, reality stone, I think, which literally allows him to manipulate perception and actual reality and make people see things differently to what they really are. Right. So he is basically, he's a, he's a god. Uh-huh. He is utterly a god. Yeah, which is ironic because Thor is a god. Right. Uh, and you know what was funny to me, uh, just as a side note, is there are so many big characters in this, just physically large, like yes. Thanos, that... Thor, for the first time, seems small. Oh, yeah. I would notice, I was like, man, did he lose weight? Like, what's going on? Because Thor is usually just, like, just looks large. Well, they streamlined his costume. Sure. I feel like he didn't have the shoulder pad action yeah. that he usually does. They yeah. made him look a little more tight. They you know? de-beefed him. They did. <laughs> they did. Oh, man. And that scene, though, with him and Star-Lord, where, like, they the Guardians discover him yeah. floating in space. So and great. then Star-Lord feels intimidated by his uh-huh. masculinity because everyone's yeah. like... And starts doing the voice. He does the voice. <laughs> and then they accuse him of doing the voice. Oh, God, it's See, so this, good. It, it, this movie is such a huge, epic thing. We obviously can't touch on every single aspect of it, but there's so many fun moments. And then it kind of just takes a turn where everything is just like, oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah, I mean, as they're acquiring these stones, um, a lot plays out. Like, uh, we we get a a genuine, well, first of all, from what you said, the fun of this movie, and this is what they had planned all along, is everyone is set up with their different teams, and now we're going to throw them in a a bag Mm -hmm. and mix them all up. Yep. And see what happens. So then you've got Thor uh, after the, you know, uh, Star-Lord and, and uh, well, Thor gets, he gets uh, stationed with the rabbit, which is hysterical. Yes. I never didn't laugh at him saying rabbit. Yes. Yeah, the, the rocket <laughs> raccoon, um, who 
I you know like I I love the Guardians. That's probably my favorite um, team in the in the series. Oh yeah, and I was like. There's no way everyone's going to get their due. It's By too many characters. No, I just mean like given oh, screen period. time. Sure. Just gonna get, but they 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 managed to do it. Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. Got his due. He he, he and I was really worried that he wasn't because I love that character. Yeah. So Thor and the Rabbit and uh, Groot. <laughs> yeah. And uh, are all are all a single team now. And then, you know, eventually we get Star Lord with uh, Tony Stark and Iron Man, which their back and forths were just great. I mean, Chris Pratt is. So funny in this. And the movie is hysterical. Yeah. So many funny moments. To a point. <laughs> well. <laughs> I guess I just, that's what I'm saying. Like the first maybe quarter, maybe maybe it's a long movie. I'm, I'm having a hard time splitting it up. Yeah, mentally. I mean, they had laughs throughout, but yeah. that whole third act is is heavy. Yeah, it's brutal. When it becomes clear what's going on. So, you know, they're introducing all the characters, bringing them in. The, the one kind of bummer for me of the movie was uh, we didn't get much Hulk. We got a lot of Bruce Banner. Yeah. But Hulk didn't appear, and that was kind of one of the plot points was that he couldn't make the big guy come out. He's in the beginning. Right. He's in the a very big, beginning. Big, big fight in the scene we're talking about with Loki and all uh-huh. that. He comes out and, and kicks some ass. Um, but then he's like, he's kind of sulking inside Bruce the whole movie. Yeah. And they kind of have these little mini conversations where he's like, come on, man, come on. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious why. That's never really explained why he's in... In slumber, almost. Well, I mean, the, the 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 Thor Ragnarok thing was he was kind of like Hulk for a really long time and uh-huh. didn't turn back into Bruce at all until the very yeah. end of that movie. And he was sort of made to be in these like fighting pits, and he was this yeah. like so maybe he was kind of just maybe he wanted take a, break. a break. Yeah, <laughs> Hulk take break. Yes, uh, that's pretty funny. So uh, the fun of this movie is everyone is paired with different teams. Everyone's doing their thing. Um, like you said, they did an amazing. These screenwriters did an amazing job. Unbelievable, s- sorting it all to where it didn't feel overstuffed somehow. I don't know how. I was expecting no one felt shortchanged. Oh man, yeah. Uh, and before we get to the end, um, there was another big death. Like, uh, and this was a, not a, a dissolve. This was a legit death and a big one when Gamora dies. Green Lady. Yeah, that was, and it was also like the one use of flashback in the movie, which also impressed me. Because uh-huh. with a movie that's based on eighteen other fucking movies, yeah, they did not do a single like previously in the Marvel sure. universe. Right. The only flashback they did was to Gamora as a child, yeah. being rescued, quote unquote, by the Mad Titan Thanos yeah. after he literally slaughters her people uh-huh. and sees something in her yeah. that she's got this potential badass. Warrior, yeah. And so he, you know, has her turn away while her people are genocided. You know, man, that was powerful. It stuff. was really powerful. And then he gives her this knife, and uh-huh. you know, and it's this. It becomes this plot point, and their relationship is so super fleshed out. Oh man, just it's almost instantaneously that whole relationship has weight to it. And more stakes and more drama going on yeah. for Infinity War. I know. And I just want to say, too, that I was absurdly impressed at how much I cared about Thanos, this big purple I know, CGI man. guy. Uh-huh. I, I mean— He has his own character arc. He's got his own character arc. And his—as as psychotic and mad as he is, uh-huh. you, you get where he's coming from on some level. Yeah, there's complexity to that character. Yeah. Um, which is, man, they're just doing such a good job. Yeah, especially um, with him being pretty, just this kind of, like, um, force that's sort of hovering above some of the other movies, but very rarely actually appears. Uh-huh. They really 
did a lot with yeah. him in one movie. I thought, you know, I don't yeah. know. I'm just very yeah. impressive. Uh, and then, of course, during uh, the Gamora death scene is when they encounter Red Skull, um, who makes a nice appearance from uh, the Captain America, the first Avenger, because he is the one who was guarding the Soul Stone. Right. And that he was played, a uh, little preview coming up, uh, Ross Markand from The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. He's coming on the show. Oh, yeah. I got a serendipitous introduction last weekend. He played Red Skull in the Infinity Wars? He did because he's Hugo a, Weaving. He's a master impressionist. Yeah, that's right. And so they're like, well, who can we get? Because Hugo Weaving didn't want to do didn't it. Didn't want to do it. And uh, they brought in Ross. And That's cool. Yeah, I had no idea. Very cool. That's really interesting. So we'll talk to him about that. He's coming in the studio on very cool. uh, next Thursday. Awesome. Yeah, so that'll be a fun one. So Gamora dies. It's very heavy. Um, we, we catch up with Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Um, I guess where are they in Scotland? I think in Edinburgh, maybe. I, yeah, I a think lot, so. a lot of glut of globe hopping. I know they end up in Wakanda, though. Well, yeah, everything kind of culminates in Wakanda, which was genius because mm-hmm. they had, and I think Black Panther is even still in some theaters. So, oh yeah, they had set it up so timed it so perfectly that, that everyone fell in love with Black Panther and Wakanda and the warriors in that movie. Uh, and so it's kind of cool that it culminates there oh, yeah. for this one. I mean, mustn't they have shot all of this stuff while they were shooting Black Panther, timing-wise, like production-wise? No, because they shot—I mean, I don't think it was far off, but they yeah. shot Infinity War 1 and 2 together. So Really? Yeah, they oh. shot they shot it all at once, and next—I uh, just think like a year from now, next spring— Part two will come out. I did not know that. Okay. That's yeah. And they shot it here in Atlanta, of course. Mm-hmm. They, oh, yeah. they went to other places. But my friend uh, John worked on this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the crew is very heavily uh, policed with their cell phones. And Oh, I'm sure. But John um, could not share anything with me, basically. Yeah. But he, he, even just being around town here, yeah. you get little inklings. Like, a lot of those downtown uh, scenes when when the shit goes down, when they're at Doctor Strange's lair and they're walking mm-hmm. outside and every uh, I think uh, that's when Thanos' you know, goons kind of show up the first time. A lot of that's in downtown Atlanta. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and they, they must have green screened the fuck out of it because there's like, you know, two blocks of downtown Atlanta that kind of look like every city USA, like New York yeah, or Philly or something. But then I look at the extent of what's in the movie. I'm like, that's... That they 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 added they they Peter Jackson this up a little yeah bit, I mean all, most of this is done on a green screen stage yeah. um, and it looks great though they did such a good job really with cool. it uh, and of course you know people here in the office that live we have what's called the Beltline here in Atlanta this basically pathway that goes through the city like New York's High Line mm-hmm. and Paul here in the office is always texting me like oh I saw Chris Evans today I saw Scarlett Johansson walking the Beltline yep and it's like the Avengers are just walking around town everywhere yep it's very true. cool it is cool. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack, 
of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. All right, so it all culminates in Wakanda. Um, you know, we, we can't cover it all, obviously. We, we have some great interaction with Dr. Strange and uh, his partner. I can't remember his little buddy's name. Um, who was his name? I can't remember. But uh, they have a great um, report. Well, not a great rapport. Right? It's actually sort of the opposite. But a great sort of um, back and forth with, with Tony Stark again. Not only is he sparring with Star-Lord, but he's going at it with Doctor Strange a lot, and uh, he really shines in this movie. So it all culminates with Wakanda. The big fight, uh, the Infinity War happens. You know, he's uh, Thanos is collecting stones this whole time, and I believe is it just one last stone there that that, that he's trying to get? Yeah, that's the that's the Doctor Strange stone, right? The no, one no, that he's got. In oh the, well, in no, the, actually, the, there's the, the, the medallion. Yeah, there's keeps... two. There's the one in Infinity's forehead. Which they're trying to extract, right? right while right, right. they're they're trying to that's keep. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the, the sciency uh, Wakanda gal whose, whose name escapes me. Yeah, is man, like she's operating great. on him. She is so badass. All of those characters are incredible. She's operating, and, and she's, they're like, "How long is it going to take?" She's like, "As much time as you can give me." Right. <laughs> like, is this, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. and there's that great moment too when Bruce Banner is um, when she's like, "Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you do do it this way?" And he's and you know she outsciences him yep. at like you know this young girl and he's like, he's like oh well you know I guess we didn't think about it, that it never <laughs> never occurred to us to to go at it like that it's a really nice moment yeah. and then Banner gets a suit right he gets a, yeah. a mech suit uh-huh. which sort of begs the question why is Tony Stark not giving everyone a suit well all, I all mean, the time just <laughs> even if you have powers <laughs> wouldn't a suit just give you a leg up you know yeah but like that's. That's I know. where it's uh, movie stuff. I, yeah. yeah, you lose your dramatic stakes if everyone's running around. That's why Iron Superman's kind of a boring character because he's like you <laughs> yeah know, impervious. And, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Uh, one one thing I thought was cool too in this was Iron Man. They used to in all the Iron Man movies kind of explain like the new tech. Like, well, now I've got this thing that can do this, and they would explain it so you when you saw what it, how he did things, you would know what's going on. But in this one. There's a, clearly a big leap forward at Stark Industries, and he's just doing all sorts of crazy shit with his Iron Man suit. And it, none of it's explained. It's just happening. So, you know, you don't have the time in this movie to explain, like, well, now I built a suit that can do this, and it has this kind of rocket and this kind of defense. So it's just happening all over the place. 
and this big giant suit that, of course, Bruce Banner's in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't explain the making of that. He's just in it all. He just stuff. pops in, yeah. But it gives him a chance to shine as Bruce because he's funny. Yeah. He's, he's quippy. Yeah, Mark he, Ruffalo gets yeah, man. Know, a he, lot of screen time he, in this. He really, really does as Mark Ruffalo. Maybe that was, maybe that was part of it. Where it's like, come on, guys, can I just be Mark Ruffalo for a movie? Just give me a minute. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's nice to see people like uh, Bucky Barnes showing up. Right. And He was um, teased in the um, uh, Black Panther post credit scene as, oh, as having been right. hanging out in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so he's already there. Uh-huh. And they give him, they've kind of nursed him back to health and they give him his arm back. Right. And that's a cool moment. Yeah. It's nice to see War Machine, Don Cheadle showing up again. Oh, man. One of my favorite characters, not nearly enough screen time. We even got Benicio del Toro as the collector. Yeah, he gets in a brief scene. He gets <laughs> stomped. And uh, one of my favorite characters that I, I just hope never, uh, we never see enough of is uh, is Drax, of course. He's the best. Dave Bautista, so funny. He's so funny. There's the part where he's like trying to be still. Yeah. <laughs> oh and he's like God. eating chips, and he's like got the chip, and he's slowly. Bringing it towards his mouth and then he's crunching funny. really loudly and slowly. He's like, "You can't see me. I'm making myself invisible or something." And it's it's just great. Uh, shout out to Letitia Wright as Shuri. She is the uh, the young scientist. Yes, in Wakanda. yes, yes, indeed. Want to give her her due. Very cool. And of course, uh, we also get Gamora and Nebula, her sister. Um, and that has a really nice little short dramatic arc as well. Well, they've kind of mended fences in the yeah. two Guardians movies. Like they were mortal enemies because they were both raised by Thanos and Thanos pitted them against each other to supposedly make them stronger or whatever, uh-huh. but always kind of favored Gamora and literally transformed Nebula into this sort of like synthoid humanoid kind uh-huh. of part robot, part human thing and just kind of put her through the tortures of the the damned. Yeah, and, well, and in this, Thanos um, uses her as the bargaining chip yep. because he knows that, you know, Gamora will want to save her yep. now. Mm-hmm. Man, there's so much going on. It's like, a lot. We're all over the place. I know, man. It's it's that kind of movie. I've said like eight times that we're in Wakanda and it's culminating, but we are finally in Wakanda. The big battle takes place, the war, I guess, um, with those... Um, I mean, first of all, all the bad guys besides Thanos, they're all badass. Oh, yeah. That one... Just sort of old floaty guy, the creepy wizard guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, he's good. Just there's something really creepy about just standing completely erect and yeah. floating around and and killing people. It's very Hellraiser-ish, kind of. He reminds me of like got a, got a kind of Clive Barker vibe to him, you know? Yeah, totally. I really I really dug that character a lot. Yeah, so they're all super intimidating, um, and you think they're going to be okay because they're you have the whole. Um, not only do you have the citizens of Wakanda there, but the other group. Um, I can't remember, you know, the other warriors. That uh, that Black Panther fought and eventually mended fences with in Black Panther, they come on board to help, and they're all there. And you think, all right, this is a really formidable force here, but then they start dropping from that those spaceships, just like tens of thousands of those monsters. Yeah, like little weird mutant drone creatures kind of that right. are completely expendable, just throw themselves Absolutely. against this barrier, literally yeah. killing themselves to get a little hole through it. Uh-huh. Finally they all start pouring through. Oh, man. Total shit show. Yeah, and then as if that's not enough, um those big wheels, those big machines drop from the sky. Yeah, like these thresher kind of yeah. harvesting type things. Yeah. It's just crazy. And then man. finally the Red Witch, you know, deals with that and someone makes the joke where were you the whole time? Like, she's got godlike right. powers, too, and she's just kind of yeah, hanging like, out. Why was she in here? Yeah. Well, she was in there guarding, uh, guarding uh, what's-his-face, her, her boyfriend. Yeah, the, the Vision, who's got the other stone in his head. That's right. 
So this is all playing out. The big Infinity War is taking place. And um, we have that big, that, that dramatic moment where uh, Doctor Strange gives up that last stone to save Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And basically, I can't remember the line, but he basically is like, this is the only way yep. forward. Yep. And then it starts happening right before your eyes. Everyone starts dissolve well not everyone about half because that's what they said like 50 percent mm-hmm. it's like a like a what do they call it the rapture yeah it's like a rapturing exactly mm-hmm. everyone they start dissolving and it's just uh, or disintegrating and man each one is it's just gut punch after gut punch because you you're it's such a brilliant trick because you'll see like two or three characters on the screen and you're thinking like well, who are they going to kill? Mm-hmm. Who's going to dissolve? They're not going to. They're not going to dissolve Black Panther. They Surely just introduced not. them, oh, and there, there he goes. goes. Yeah, yeah. The Spider-Man one's intense because oh, he God. he apparently improved that whole bit um, where he's like, you know, in Tony's arms, and he's like his kind of his dad. Figure. I can barely talk about that still without like getting choked. Yeah, up. no, it's rough. My whole thing too was that, that I, was hardcore. It was rough calling yeah. him sir. I know. Like I don't feel good. Yeah, man, yeah. I can't even go there. Yes, I'm like about yeah. to cry right here. My whole thing too is I, I. It's a long movie. It's it's a three hour movie, and I was kind of thinking I was keeping track of how long was left in the movie, and then I got so swept up in that last act that I was like. There's got to be more in the more time in the movie, and then this happens, and then it's just bop and credits. I'm like, what? No, no uh, way, not a, not a chance. No, that's how that's how they did it. All right, so I have a list here. This is who we lost. Uh, we lost uh, Black Panther, um, and oh man, that was so hardcore because uh, Okoye just cries out when he disintegrates. Um, hoping to get her on the show too because. Ross Markan could be my Walking Dead connection. That's the end, baby. <laughs> Get her in there. That'd be great. Um, Peter Parker, w- one of the toughest, toughest parts of that whole movie uh, because he's got his mask off, and it's Peter Parker. Yeah. He's a kid. And that kid's got such heart and, you know, like, yeah. he's just got a great vibe. I love I love Tom Holland in that role. Uh, Doctor Strange leaves us. Uh, Bucky Barnes leaves us. Falcon leaves us. Scarlet Witch leaves us. Um, the Guardians. Uh, I think s- who who survives from the Guardians? Star Lord. Oh no! All the Guardians go. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. Star Lord, Groot, Drax, and Mantis all perish. That's right. But there will be a Guardians three. Yeah, as James Gunn said there would be. Yeah, and a lot of this stuff, the chronology is weird. Like to look at all these movies in time, they they, they don't all happen like. It's not like they're one after the other, you know, chrono- chronologically. So. so you could always go back in could time. Could go or back something. in time, yeah. Uh, Nick Fury at the end, you know, the post-credit sequence, and uh, Maria Hill of Shield. They both go. Uh, here's who lives: Captain America lives, Iron Man lives, uh, Thor lives, Black Widow lives, uh, Hulk lives, and War Machine lives. It's almost like the original Avengers. Uh, Rocket and Nebula. Only uh, Rocket, I think, is the only one who survives. Nebula lives. Uh, Okoya and uh, Mbaku from Black Panther survive. Uh, Shuri survives. Of course, Pepper Potts is still around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she cares? was in it for a second. They're, they're like yeah, jogging, jogging together at the beginning, I think. But uh, so that's that's kind of that. Like you know, immediately every, it's just like a a mausoleum walking out of that theater. Everyone is just so. Upset, and it didn't even have the flashy end credits that most of the Marvel movies do. Oh, it was man. just like 
black background text. It looked like a funeral yep. program or something, you know, with the, the, even the font. Hardcore, yeah. man. Um, yeah. I did not get Ant-Man. I thought he was going to be in this, so he must be in the second one. Yeah, I think, I wonder if that's a scheduling thing. He wasn't in it, neither was uh, Hawkeye. Um, and yeah, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye was in Witness Protection or something, because in the Age of Ultron movie, he, like, realized that he has a family that's been, like, hiding out in this off-the-grid kind of location, and I think he's kicking it with them. And somebody, a friend of mine, theorized that he'll be back in the next one because maybe his family gets blipped out oh, of existence. Shit. So he, he, he's God, coming I back to it. I don't have know. to sit through more of that? Yeah. But, you know, we Ugh. saw, we literally see in the movie, the time stone is used to reverse time. Well, okay, that's the deal. First of all, I looked up immediately. I was like, surely they're not dead. Because just as a cynic, there's too much money at stake. You don't introduce Black Panther no. and have it be a hit like that and no. then kill Black Panther. No. Um, but the writers are on record and they said, you might as well wrap your head around it because they all perished. But the way they worded it. It could be undone. They could because they later could say, "Well, they did perish." Yeah, but they unperished. No, of course, like I said, we we see um, the reversal of that stone being plucked from um, vision. Uh huh. But then it happens again. Right. So there's two things to me: either the time stone, like you're talking about, uh, or I just read there's a new theory going around about the soul stone. So um, it's different. I'm reading here from an article in Polygon. Uh, and it said the soul stone differs from the other five infinity stones in that it's actually sentient and able to manifest a will of its own. So unsurprisingly, it has a need to harvest souls, but the stone doesn't eat souls or destroy them. It uh, transform them uh, to an- transforms them, sends them to another pocket dimension called the soul world that we actually saw with uh, when Thanos is teleported to that strange orange skied oasis mm-hmm. apparently that's the soul world where he sees baby Gamora oh and baby uh, grown up Gamora was the sacrifice that he had to make to get the soul stone right. so maybe she's not entirely out of the picture yet maybe she's maybe in the so. soul world in some way so that is the current theory that's is pretty that cool. they are living in an alt world called the soul world and um there's just no way they're going to do away with all those characters. You can't do it. No, 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 no. I mean, no, absolutely not. Doesn't care, it doesn't lessen the impact of seeing no, them dissolve. No, does not. And Dr. Strange even says, I don't remember if he says this or if someone um, kind of conjectured this, that he saw all possible outcomes. I think he does say it in the movie. Uh-huh. And, and only just, one, yeah. only in one do they win. Right. So he he gave that stone up knowing that that's what it took to, to ultimately set the pieces win. In, in motion. Yeah. Because you know? he's always, he's like a chess guy. He's always yeah, that's seen, right. he can see all realities and all outcomes. Man. We got to stop. What a movie. Great. I mean, so, how many uh, thumbs? What's our maximum thumbs? Is it four thumbs? Oh, four thumbs. Yeah. I'm giving this four thumbs. Yeah. For what it is. I mean, yeah. it's, I'm not, this is a different kind of movie. It's not The Godfather. No. Uh, but for superhero movies, Dude, four thumbs. It's a feat of, of, of writing, of pacing, of, of cinematography, of special effects, of like directing the ensemble. We didn't even mention the fact that those Russo brothers, yeah. their main claim to fame, they directed all of the um, Arrested Development. Oh, really? A lot of Arrested Development they directed huh. before they got into this, which makes sense because that's like how you, they know how to handle a big ensemble yeah. where, to make everyone shine kind of, you know? I that's think a that's very good point. Uh, interesting. I only found that out when I was looking up, looking them up. Super interesting. All right, so I guess that's eight thumbs between us. It's a lot of thumbs. You got anything else? I got nothing else, man. We're, 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 we're way 
capped out at the time limit for these things. <laughs> All right. So uh, Avengers colon Infinity War, eight thumbs. Go see it. Look forward to hearing from you on Facebook and uh, see what you thought about it. All right. Say goodbye, Noel. Goodbye. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.